You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in on a Thursday edition of the podcast. I hope this finds you all doing well. A lot to get to ahead on this podcast. It is a hashtag Twitter Thursday answering you guys, our listeners' questions. We'll get to some of those on today's show. Also, BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo is number one for at least one year, and we will talk about his award from his fellow athletic directors and, of course, catch you up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. BYU baseball back in the 801 as they open up a series against Utah. The rivalry series begins. We'll talk about all of it ahead on this edition of Locked On Cougars. There you go, the roadmap of where we're going here on this Thursday. Without further ado, let's have some fun. This is the Locked on Cougars podcast for March 11th, 2021. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports. Make sure if you haven't done so already, leave us a rating and review, especially on Apple Podcasts. We want those five-star ratings as well as your guys' comments about the podcast. Welcome any and all feedback and cannot thank you guys enough for your continued support of this podcast. Podcast. Month over month, we continue to build this audience, and you guys leaving those ratings and reviews help us find BYU fans, and BYU fans in turn find us. Uh, it's really a convoluted situation with the algorithms that Apple Podcasts, etc., use, but I can assure you of this your guys' efforts are not wasted, and your guys' help with building this audience is not forgotten as well. So, a big thank you to all of you. Getting going here on a Thursday edition of the show, and folks, A year ago today, the sports world, I guess, came to a pause. I know in the days following March 11th, 2020, everything really came to a pause. The NCAA tournament got canceled. BYU spring football got canceled after five practice sessions. So much of our world changed around us a year ago today. To think about how our lives, how sports, how just Everything in general has changed in the 365 days since the Utah Jazz and Oklahoma City Thunder had their game paused. The NBA paused their season right then. Jeez, it just seems like a lifetime ago, doesn't it? Doesn't it seem like a year ago? Seems like a decade ago, just with so much that we have endured. But I'm not here to kind of talk about the negatives. I'm here to talk about the positives of all this. I think many of us found that we can do things in a new way in multiple areas of our lives. Many of you listening to this podcast probably work from home now or adapting to Zoom life, uh, homeschooling with the Zoom classrooms, all that stuff. There's just so much of our lives that got turned over a year ago in the 365 days since then my my thought is that we as a society yes there's been a lot of bad things that are going on we are still in the middle of a global pandemic uh, i think the vaccine distribution is continuing to go up and up which is a positive and hopefully we're getting back to quote unquote normal in the near term future but i think 
we as a society learned a lot about ourselves over the past year. And that brings me to our first topic on today's show, and that is a huge congratulations and a job well done to BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo. He was named as the Athletic Director of the Year this year by the National Association of College Directors of Athletics uh, and a well-deserved award. The ADOY Award highlights the efforts of athletic directors for their commitment and positive contributions to student-athletes, campus and their surrounding communities. Homo was named as one of four recipients at the FBS level alongside Matt Hogue from Coastal Carolina, Shane Lyons from West Virginia, and Rob Mullins from Oregon. Uh, all the recipients will be officially recognized at the NACTA virtual convention uh, in late July, the 27th and the 28th. Of course, Homo has been BYU's athletic director since March 1st, 2005. So he's been on the job for 16 years now, folks, and it just is absolutely I think if you kind of take the totality of everything he's done, it's been a marvelous, marvelous run for him as an athletic director. And this past year, I think, highlighted his strengths. He took care of so many different things. He put together a schedule for the BYU football program that at one point only had two games of an original 12 scheduled on it. And he really turned things around, got a 12-game schedule put together and then also allowed this team to go out and play. They only had one game canceled. I know it was officially postponed with Army amidst all of that. And just the football element of this alone, I think, makes him a candidate for this award. But if you look at all the other sports, men's and women's hoops hoping to make the NCAA tournament. Uh, You have the women's soccer program nationally ranked. Men's volleyball, one of the favorites to win the national title. Probably would have won the national title last year had things not gotten shut down. The women's volleyball program, very strong in their own right. Cross country, men's cross country winning a national title. I I could go on and on on and on about all of the good things that Tom Homo has done as athletic director, especially over this past year. And it's a well-deserved honor for him to be named this. Uh, Kevin J. Worthen in the release from BYU said, if this were a career award, Tom would be among the most deserving. Uh, he added that for the past 15 years, uh, I guess 16, I don't know, 15, 16, it's a, it's whatever you want to term it. Tom has been a remarkably effective leader of a program that without exception finished in the top 50 in the Director's Cup, often in the top 35, usually the non top non-Power 5 program. He's also been extremely effective as a role model and mentor for student-athletes at BYU. He always knows exactly how many student-athletes are enrolled each semester and is often on a first-name basis with each of them. Tom's lifetime contributions are almost without parallel, but this is an annual award given, performance, given for performance over the past year, and in that regard, Tom is, in my opinion, not just among the most deserving, but the most deserving. Unquote. I, I got to wholeheartedly agree with President Worthen. I can tell you this much. My wife is a former student athlete at BYU, and I had just kind of kicked off my media career when my wife and I met and ended up getting married. And my wife, at her senior day, uh, when she was being celebrated, well, Tom Homo took to Twitter, and many people easily could have used her uh, maiden name, but he made a point of using Hatch as her last name in the tweet, and uh, I, I did not expect it. And he walked up and said, congratulations. He knew my wife's name. He knew her all four years. She was on campus at BYU uh, playing softball. For those of you who don't know, my wife was a collegiate softball player for Brigham Young University. University. And just the what he has done in his time as athletic director just is exemplified in all of the praise that came for Tom Homo. I know there are people out there who have 
denigrated some of the things, decisions he's made with regards to the football program. But I got to say, over this past year, I think the strengths of what Tom Homo is as an athletic director came to the forefront. And it really, uh, man, it just highlighted and accentuated what he is capable of. And who knows how much longer that Tom is going to stay as an athletic director. A 16, 15, 16 year run as an athletic director of Division One program is a very, very long run. And Tom, it's not even... Let's not even uh, ignore what he did on the gridiron. Uh, played for BYU, was an all-conference player, went on to win four Super Bowls. Yes, folks, he has four Super Bowl rings with the San Francisco 49ers. Three of them as a player, one of them as a coach. Went on to be a Division One head coach at Cal. Just the, the, the resume, the totality of the resume for Tom Homo, he's accomplished more in his life than I think many people uh, would accomplish in multiple lifetimes. And... <laughs> This is just an absolutely incredible, incredible award. And if you want to go to the release uh, from BYU, there are some great uh, anecdotes and stories about what he has meant to student athletes at BYU. And it's just, it, it's one of those things that this is an athletic director who does not see his job as simply a balance sheet where there are red numbers and black numbers, and he's trying to get more black numbers than he has red numbers. Of course, BYU is trying to operate in the black at all times as an athletic department, but he also understands that there is a people element to this job, and Tom cares about the individual more than the balance sheet, and that, I think, is reflective of this award, and for that, I, I, gotta, I gotta wish Tom Homo the absolute best. He deserves every good thing coming his way. It's just... You cannot overstate how much he has meant, especially this past year for the BYU Athletic Department, and uh, and most importantly, maybe, is the BYU football program. He, he's got them on a track that is just incredible right now, and man, I, I don't know. I'm gloating and kind of just talking about different things, but he deserves this award, and congratulations to Tom Homo on this ADOY Award, the Athletic Director of the Year Award from NACTA. Alright, uh, coming up here in a minute, we'll switch gears. We will get into our hack Hashtag Twitter Thursday mailbag. You guys send in your questions. I will do my best to address them adequately. We'll touch on those here momentarily. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at rockauto.com, guys. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other important things like your mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend up to 30, 50, or maybe even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a car dealership? Uh, that's what Rock Auto is here for, folks. They want to get you guys all the parts your car, truck, or SUV could ever need at the best prices that you can afford. And the best part about all of this is it's shipped directly to your door. What I love about Rock Auto is it's a family-owned company, been serving auto parts customers for 20 years. They have a fantastic online interface, very easy to navigate. You can search by price, manufacturer, make, model, whatever you're looking for. They've got it all for you guys there. And the best part is they want to make your life simpler. That is the overarching theme that Rock Auto, their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate, like I mentioned. Quickly see all of the parts available to you for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and the prices that you may prefer. Check it out, guys. Go to rockauto.com now and went to see all the parts available for your car, truck, or SUV. Make sure while you're there to write Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box so that way they know that we sent you guys. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all of the parts your car, truck, or SUV will ever need. That's our good friends at rockauto.com. 
Folks, I need to take a minute today and talk to you about a sponsor of today's show, and that is our good friends at Blue Chew. Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom. It is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Think about that, guys. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED and can help men gain extra confidence for when it's time to perform. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers will work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. The best part about all of this, it's all done online. There's no awkward visit to a doctor. You don't have to go to the uh, the pharmacy counter and pick up your stuff. It's shipped to you directly to, at your home in a discreet package. It is a fantastic service. I would encourage you guys to check it out if it's something that you can benefit from. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And of course, they've got a special offer for you, our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code Locked On at checkout. Just pay the $5 for shipping, guys. That's it. That's BlueChew.com, promo code LOCKEDON. Receive your first month free. And we thank BlueChew for sponsoring the Locked On Cougars podcast. Folks, you guys know that we cover the Cougars in depth every single day, making sure you guys are up to speed on all things BYU. But if you want a more overall look at the sports world at large, make sure you check out the Locked On Today podcast. It is all the sports news and debates you need to know about in 20 minutes or less. Download it wherever you get your podcast. It's a fantastic resource, I believe. I listen to it every single morning heading into my radio job with the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City. I would encourage you guys to check it out as well. All right, let's open up the mailbag. It is a hashtag Twitter Thursday here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. You guys responded to the call to action to send in some questions, so let's dive in and get to them. Let's start off with our good friend, old school BYU, a longtime confidant and friend of ours here on the podcast. He said the weak spot along the offense looks like it may be the offensive line. How do you think we fare against a tougher schedule? And I think he's talking about how the offensive line does. Well, uh, old school, I think you'll have an idea of that on tomorrow's podcast. This is a little heads up for everybody listening, is that I had a chance to speak one-on-one with BYU offensive line coach Daryl Funk, the new O-line coach. Had a great conversation that will play on the Friday edition of Locked On Cougars tomorrow, and he'll yield some insight into how he's kind of operating. I can tell you this much, though. I understand your your concern, old school, because, yes, on paper, it very much does look like BYU's offensive line is a weakness. I do like, though, that they have I think four guys in particular and probably a fifth, I think their starting unit is going to be pretty sound if they stay healthy and they develop as we expect. And those five guys, let me run them down from left to right. So starting at left tackle, Blake Freeland, he's making the switch from right tackle. He has all the athleticism to be the next great left tackle at BYU. Uh, Just a great athlete. Played quarterback, tight end, defensive end, uh, never offensive line in high school, but has become a very, very good player. Has multiple starts under his belt at BYU and I think he'll fit in quite well at left tackle. At left guard, you've got a stalwart in Clark Barrington. I think he's an absolutely phenomenal player and is just that kind of that road grading guard who gets the job done. You're led by your senior center, James Empey. There's no doubt about it. He will be playing in the NFL sooner rather than later. He's got one more year at BYU to prove what he can do. If he has a healthy senior season, he is going to be a standout. I would imagine has a chance at the Remington Award as the best center in college football. 
but he is the linchpin for all of this. He's the senior leader. He's done some incredible things during his time at BYU, and I think this final year is his chance to really show what he is made of because he is the the quote-unquote veteran on this unit. At right guard, the heir apparent to James Empion Center, I think, will line up at right guard this year, and that is Connor Pay, uh, a freshman once again this year, despite playing a number of games last year. He is going to be a great player for the Cougars, a product of Lone Peak High School, came home in pretty good shape and had good weight on him uh, coming home off of his mission a year ago, played a significant role this past year, immediately was in the 2-deep essentially, and he will be a starter at center, I think, once James Empey is done, but for the time being, having him at right guard is not a bad option, and Obviously, if James MP falters at all or has any injury concerns, Connor Pay probably just slides over a spot and mans that center position. You saw the potential of that in the bowl game when he filled in for Joe Tukuafu, despite, by the way, not practicing at that position really in the lead up to that bowl game, but came in was just an absolute stud at the pivot position, speaking of center. And then finally, out at right tackle, you got Harris Lachance. To think about this, folks. BYU's bookend tackles on the offensive lineup, at least amongst the ones this year, are going to stand both six foot eight or six foot nine. Blake Freeland is listed at six nine. Harris Lachance at six eight. That is a lot of length. That's a lot of size. That's a lot of athleticism to protect whoever is starting at quarterback. And I think that is a very very strong frontline unit. My concern with you, old school, is making sure that you have the depth behind that. There is a lot of young. Uh, talent there, but you need to develop it. They've got to prove they can come in because you lost a number of guys off last year's offensive line who are going to be playing in the NFL, and you need to find quality depth behind that frontline unit. So I get the concern, but I do like the the starting five, it looks like, is what we're going to have for BYU. My concern is, yes, can you get to that 10 or 12 deep and really have confidence in those guys? All right, moving on now, Nick Chadwick at Nick Chadwick 15, sending in this question. With the Nakua brothers, assuming Puka plays next year, which I can tell you this much. Puka, I have every intention that he will be eligible uh, based on conversations I've had with people around the program. There is the belief that he will get an immediate eligibility waiver if the rule that allows him that one-time transfer is not approved in time. Continuing here, so he says, with Nkua Brothers, assuming Puka plays next year, who would you say the top five receivers are and who starts? He also asked the question, potential transfers in the wide receiver room to leave. With the success of Satake and Pope, will BYU finally do what is necessary to keep them? Well, that final question is a loaded one because I've talked about this podca- on this podcast multiple times, how BYU, if they truly want to be a quote-unquote big dog in college sports, they need to spend accordingly. What BYU accomplishes with the amount of investment they put into the program, particularly in coaching salaries, is pretty remarkable, all things considered. And you may argue that uh, salaries have gotten out of control. It's a bubble that's going to burst at some point in college sports, and there is an argument to be made there. But BYU could and should spend more on their athletics. That's just my personal opinion. So to answer that one, Nick, I'm not holding my breath, but I hope they would invest and help out and get those guys a little more money and help them build their programs out. But nonetheless, getting back to your other questions with the Nakua brothers, I think both Samson and 
and uh, and Puka would obviously probably be in that top five unit, in my opinion, a wide receiver. I think Gunnar Romney is absolutely in, dis- in the discussion there, as well as Neil Pau. And if you will, I'm actually going to insert a tight end into this, into this conversation. That's Isaac Rex. Isaac Rex is not your traditional tight end where he's going to put his hand in the dirt all of the time. He's a fantastic blocker, but more importantly, he is an absolutely insane route runner and has just those honey soft hands. It just catch and touchdown after touchdown. He probably is in the top five of wide receivers, but if you want to really restrict it just to wide receivers, I'd probably say the fifth guy right now is Braden Cosper, but I think Cody Epps could enter that conversation as could Chris Jackson. We'll have to kind of wait and see if they can develop. I do think there is a potential for transfers in the wide receiver room uh, considering the Nakua brothers coming in, but I'm not going to begin to prognosticate on that until we ultimately get some concrete details and see guys actually enter the portal. So apologies for that, Nick. All right, and then our final question today comes from our good friend Blair Red at Red Coach. He says, what position outside of quarterback will have the most significant drop-off in 2021? He says, he adds, I'm thinking safety could take a huge drop. Blair, I, I share your sentiment on the safety unit. Considering you lost both Troy Warner and Zane Anderson, they were absolutely incredible. And you have two guys who you think are probably going to start who are co- both coming off injuries. Speaking of Malik Moore, who had a shoulder injury that really precluded him from participating in the preseason and training camp and even, I felt like, halfway through the season last year, as well as Chaz Ayu. After that breakout performance against Navy, we never saw him again last year because he underwent double ankle surgeries. So, yes, you have two guys coming off surgeries who you expect to start right away. I think Jared or EC Capisi coming back uh, for a super senior season actually will help that unit a little bit. I think Hayden Livingston's a decent prospect, but honestly, I'm with you, Blair. The depth at safety looks like a massive concern. And funny enough, uh, to reference back to our first question, the offensive line, the depth of the offensive line, that production with the second unit, I think that could see a drop off a little bit just simply due to the fact that there's just a lot of youth there after what three straight years of just a lot of production from a veteran unit so uh, offensive line safeties those are two to argue I think defensive line obviously on paper people are going to argue that but I'm actually a bigger fan of the depth and the production of BYU's defensive line than some might be so there you go some of my thoughts and hopefully answered your question satisfactorily uh, to your liking and a big thank you for your guys sending in those questions we love hearing from you guys getting your insights and hearing what you guys want to hear about on this podcast. Uh, Coming up next, we will wrap up today's show with a look ahead to what's going on tonight in BYU sports, covering some of the news and notes involving BYU athletics we haven't touched on quite yet this week. So plenty more to come here momentarily. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at Bet Online, folks. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Of course, football in the rearview mirror unless you're an FCS football fan, but NBA, college hoops, and the NHL in full swing. Uh, Bet Online, by the way, even covers award shows, TV shows, shows in reality TV. No matter what you want to bet on, guys, Bet Online has probably got a line for it or a prop bet that you can bet on. Or if you want them to create it, you probably can request it and they'll take care of it as well. They are amenable to helping you guys out and having some fun in the sports betting world. They have you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets. And by the way, it's free to sign up when you go to betonline.ag. Head over to their website, use your mobile device, or use your browser on your laptop or computer to sign up, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus 
bonus when you make your first deposit by using the promo code Locked On. Simple as that. Promo code Locked On at BetOnline.ag. Get a 50% welcome bonus courtesy of BetOnline and get off the couch and get in on the action, guys. It's a ton of fun. It's an exciting new uh, facet to how you watch sports. I, I've been experiencing it myself. So check it out now. That's courtesy of our friends at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. It's a busy day today here on the podcast with a lot of our local sponsors, but it doesn't mean that we are going to skimp out at all. I do need to take a minute here and talk about our good friends over at Built Bar, guys. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market forever now. It seems like years, but having a blast talking about it. It is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, best tasting protein bar that you've ever had with 100% chocolate on all bars, but it's now time to find out which Built Bar it is the best. It is the Built Bar Madness Bracket, and guess what? The last three days, we've been going through the early rounds of this bracket. Yesterday, I was very upset. One of my favorites, Orange, got upset in the bracket, and man... I'm not feeling too good about it, but today's matchups have another opportunity for you guys to vote and have your voice heard. The matchups today are Caramel Brownie against Cherry Barcia and Lemon Almond Cheesecake against Carrot Cake with Walnuts. I think there are two heavy favorites in this group, but it's my personal bias here. Cherry Barcia and Lemon Almond Cheesecake, those are two of my favorites. But I got to say, Caramel Brownie and Carrot Cake with Walnuts is quite tasty as well. All these bars are tasty. There's over 20 different flavors out there, and that's what is great about Built Bar. They have an option, I guarantee, that will fit your taste. Give them a shot. Go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKEDON20, by the way, to save 20% on your next order. Love this company. Love these protein bars. And want you guys to take advantage of the offer they're giving you now. Locked on 20 to get 20% off your next order. You also can go to BuiltBar.com to cast your vote for Built Bar Madness. Or go to Bar underscore Built on Twitter and cast your vote there as well. Give it a shot. Promo code Locked on 20 for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Love having them on board with us here on the Locked on Cougars podcast. Folks, of course, you know this Sunday is Selection Sunday, and the Locked On Podcast Network is going to have you covered. We are going to have a special Selection Sunday live show on Sunday, March 14th, reacting to who's in and who's out of the NCAA tournament. Locked On Big Ten host Ben Stevens, as well as Josh Neighbors from the Locked On Podcast Network, will host Sunday Selection Live with local experts like yours truly, potentially, from around the Locked On College Network of Podcasts. Follow at Locked On Live on YouTube, Twitch, or Facebook today, and watch our live selection Sunday special on March 14th. That'll be a fun show and I encourage you guys to take advantage of watching that and join us for that on Sunday. All right, running on everything else you need to know uh, from today's show or what you need to know on today's show. Let's start off with this. One of the best home field advantages in collegiate women's soccer is coming back, albeit in a limited format. BYU is going to permit a limited number of spectators to attend the women's soccer games beginning this Saturday, March 13th against Santa Clara. Jennifer Rockwood, who just recently won her 400th uh, game as a head coach in a 3-1 win over Loyola Marymount, had this to say, quote, we have the best fans in the country and cannot wait to get back out on Southfield to play in front of them, unquote. All the ticket sales for soccer this spring will be like other sports, women's volleyball, etc. They'll be single game only and will go on sale the week of each event. There will not be season tickets available for the season. And single game tickets will be made available to previous so- season, uh, excuse me, previous 
soccer season ticket holders first. If you have had season tickets in the past, you get first crack at these. Uh, this is the same thing that's going on with BYU Baseball as they open a series uh, against the University of Utah. They'll have their home opener on Saturday against the Utes, and that'll be a similar format here if you want to watch them at Larry H. Miller Field. Uh, should be fun. So you can get uh, tickets uh, going on sale beginning today at 12 p.m. Mountain Time BYUtickets.com uh, Student tickets will also be available to BYU students through BYUtickets.com beginning Friday at noon. So that'd be tomorrow at noon if you're a student at BYU looking to go out to Southfield and enjoy the games there. As I mentioned, BYU Baseball opens up a series against the University of Utah. They will play today and tomorrow up at uh, Smith's Ballpark in Salt Lake City as the home field for both the Utah Utes as well as the Salt Lake Bees, a AAA affiliate of the Los Angeles Angels. And they'll have the home opener on Saturday. Today's uh, game first pitch will be at 3 p.m. Mountain Time. Should be a fun one. The Utes and the Cougars always seem to play entertaining games when it comes to playing baseball against one another. And if you remember way back when, the first intercollegiate uh, event for BYU as a university was a baseball game against Utah that ended in a brawl. Yes, it precipitated all of the vitriol that we see from this rivalry all those many years ago was the late 1890s when that took place. Just think about that, man. Over 120-some-odd years, and we just still... Cats and dogs can't get along. But you know what? Having a lot of fun regardless. It's a ton of fun. And best of luck to the BYU men's baseball program in action. And then uh, one other note for you guys is congratulations to Naomi Soifua. She led BYU to a top five finish at the Inkster Invitational in Fairfax, California. Uh, She recorded a team best three over 75 in the final round of the Julie Inkster at the Metal Club Invitational, leading BYU women's golf to a fifth place finish in that tournament. Washington uh, won it at 12 over par. The Cougars finished 36. Six over par, three strokes behind fourth place San Jose State. Uh, number 11 Stanford have finished in second place, one of the ranked teams in this at 18 over par. All right, that's going to do it. A big thank you once again for your continued support of the podcast. Thank you for your questions. Thank you for listening every single day. Thank you for putting in all of your guys' suggestions. Uh, by the way, March 11th, we talked about this at the start of the podcast, was kind of the beginning of a four-month span without sports. Well, guess what? I would not have made it through what we did last year without your guys' support. So just another thank you to you guys. You guys are the best uh, fans out there. I mean that sincerely. You guys have... It really buoyed me up through some tough times, especially with no sports for a long period of last year. But nonetheless, we are having a ton of fun and we ain't slowing down anytime soon. Have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 11th, 2021. And we will talk to you guys tomorrow.